right. Um, um, someone should. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I have my recorder on. I'm just. Uh, the battery looks a little low, so I just yeah. want to be sure. So, um, as you all know, one of the highlights we've been waiting for the entire summer is uh, Rav Sachs Shlita's visit to uh, to camp to uh, to share Torah with us, and uh, we just got a little bit of a taste, Baruch Hashem, together with uh, with with some of the teens. Rav Rasmus just mentioned to me that saying Shir is so much easier when it's a Masechta that he's heard Shir from Rav Sachs, whether Rav Sachs has Shir on mind that he's able to. Uh, that he's able to piggyback those shiurim. I've, I've been told by someone who once got a ride with Rabbi Rosner somewhere that Rosax is playing the whole time in the car and he makes the passenger take notes. He says, oh, get, get that arm up and down. Get it's not a free ride. You, gotta, uh, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to earn it. Um, and uh, one of the things that, that is often the response of the Talmudim after Rosax says a shir is that uh, it is both depressing and inspiring. That it's depressing because we feel like when can we ever even approach anything uh, close to that level of uh, expertise in anything, let alone uh, the vastness of uh, of Torah Hashem, but but also inspiring that uh, that we're able to connect with somebody who has that clarity and that uh, that incredible relationship to Torah Hashem. It's very difficult to introduce one's own Rebbe. So instead of an introduction of the Rebbe, just to make that as a charge to the Talmudim, myself included, that uh, we should maybe try to find some, some section of Torah Hashem, some area of Torah Hashem, where we could have that fluency, that same ability to just uh, immediately uh, be able to, with, with great clarity and organization and uh, depth and, and, and absolute mastery, to be able to, uh, to express and share some of uh, some section of Torah Hashem, and then hopefully over time we'll find if we gain mastery in a small section, it will then expand to a larger section of Torah Hashem. We'll never reach the uh, the, the point where the Rashiv is. We'll never reach his ankles, but we can use this kind of uh, of, of Torah and this kind of mastery of Torah as an inspiration for our own for our own Hatzlacha. So we cover God over Thank you very much, I believe. It's, it's, always, it's always a pleasure. You know, during the summer when you come and uh, you spend time with Tamidim who really are, are using their time of Amelus, really chazering what they're learning. And learning new sugyas is something that uh, I always walk away very, very inspired. And you have a gift. I believe what's is here. Take advantage of every, every opportunity, every opportunity to be able to learn from him, his example, the Torah that definitely that uh, is something which is uh, presented so magnificently. That realize how fortunate, how fortunate you are, and take advantage of that precious, that precious gift. I was told that you've been doing sugyas of, uh, of Birchas Kohanim. Uh, for those of you who are just here the past uh, half hour, I spoke about various aspects, various aspects of tefillah. There is Machlokis, the Rambam and the Ramban, to what extent tefillah is a mitzvah and safer mitzvahs? The Rambam writes that that certainly is true. The Rambam in mitzvah. The Rambam begins, Paragalaf of Elchus Tefillah, Mitzvah Sasei, A person is obligated to daven each and every day. Kiddush number one of the Rambam is that tefillah is a mitzvah in Hator. Kiddush number two is the frequency, the frequency of the mitzvah. After all, even if you assume that it's a mitzvah in Hator, but I'll ask you the following question, not only relevant to tefillah, even relevant to the Siyas Kapayim, for Birchas Kohanim. What do you do when the Torah tells you there's a mitzvah 
and it doesn't really indicate how often is this mitzvah to be performed. It doesn't tell us whether it means daily or weekly or monthly or, or yearly, how often indeed is it done. But that's what the Rambam writes, a mitzvah daraisa tefillah, mitzvah zaseli spala b'koyom, and it means it's a daily, it's a daily mitzvah. The Ramban, no doubt, is something astounding that the Ramban writes that's not true, that you don't find a separate mitzvah of tefillah. Imagine, Taryag mitzvahs without, without the mitzvah of tefillah. You know, it doesn't diminish the importance of tefillah. It just tells you something about Taryag mitzvahs. The Ramban already writes this when it comes to the very first mitzvah. The very first mitzvah the Ramban writes is the mitzvah of emunah. And imagine, it's the machlokis. The Ramban writes there's a mitzvah of emunah and the Bahag disagrees. The Bahag, there's no mitzvah of emunah. <coughs> emunah is tangential. Emunah is optional. The Ramban there already writes that uh, obviously not. That know that Emuna, everybody agrees, is essential, absolutely essential. The question is, is it considered to be a mitzvah among mitzvahs? Or, or maybe, as the Ramban writes, it's a foundation, a foundation of. And, and therefore, maybe Emuna informs every one of the mitzvahs, not just simply as a mitzvah among mitzvahs. That's already what the Ramban writes to explain the view of the halachas gadolos. I will tell you, I think that's true to an extent when it comes to tefillah, according to the Ramban Shita. It's not that davening is value neutral. It's not just simply that, you know what, that it's an opportunity, but much, much more than that. Kodos Hashem is what we're all about. And therefore, it's the basis of each and every one of the mitzvahs that we perform. And no doubt that perhaps the Ramban is telling us exactly this Yiddish. You don't daven simply because you must, because you're obligated to daven. You, you daven because you understand what tefillah is, the privilege, the opportunity of davening. And therefore, Badafka not considered to be a mitzvah in many mitzvahs. The Ramban does write, maybe there could be a mitzvah, based in Parshas Paloscha, that there is a mitzvah of tefillah, al-hatsar ha-tsorah eschem, v'nizkartem. The Ramban in Parshas Emer, in Dikra Chav Gimel, writes, maybe that's part of Mikra Kodesh. That's how we celebrate every antif. After all, that the kol nesaf in the Kadesh Yom Beferhesed Tefillah, the Ramban writes that davening Beferhesi and Yantiv is a dindaraisa, a dindaraisa. The Primadadim writes the need for a minyan and Yantiv is a dindaraisa. Not just simply Tefillah, wow. but Tefillah Vetzibor, Tefillah Vetzibor, in order to do so. And he writes as a dindaraisa. He writes this is a Ramban. He's referring to the Ramban in Parsha Samor. It's not that the Ramban denies the primacy of Tefillah. But the Ramban writes, what the Rambam tells us, part of Tariq Mitzvahs, is Mitzvah Sebechol Yom. In fact, the Mabrachal quotes Rab Chaim as being a raya that Nesiyas Kapayim is a Dindaraisa, and Nesiyas Kapayim does not require Yavodas HaMikdash, if Nesiyas Kapayim, even outside of Mikdash, is Minatorah as well, that must mean that even outside of Karbanos and Avoda, you can have the status of avoda that would trigger a chiyuv of Messias Kapayim. And that was Rabbi Chaim's raya, that even the Ramban has to agree that tefillah, of course, is a din daraisa. We can argue about this show, Mitzvah Sasevi, Hispala B'chayom, but even the Ramban would agree that that kiyum of avoda shableif certainly, certainly is indeed a kiyum daraisa in his raya from the case of Messias Kapayim. The fact that tefillah indeed is Midaraisa and the Rambam that means each and every day. Maybe that's a yesod that's impactful, even when it comes to Birchas Kohanim. How do you know it's a mitzvah which is every day, which is every day? 
When you look at the Ramban and Sefer Mitzvah Mitzvah, the Ramban writes, well, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Davin once a year? Davin once in your lifetime? The Ramban writes, that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. If indeed, is a reference to tefillah, the Ramban writes, it's self-evident that really is considered to be part of the daily, the daily, the daily routine. And therefore, yes, I understand why there's a mitzvah to daven each and every day, min ha-Torah. There's a comment of the Mabit in Kiryu Sefer. He writes, because the post continues, it's like eating and drinking. You know what? We can debate how many meals a day you have to have, but part of the daily routine is, is eating, eating and drinking, eating and drinking. A person may have a single meal, two meals, three meals, but the day is invested with an opportunity to eat and drink. The Mavrites and Kriya Sefer. He thinks based on that post that that's why Tefillah is considered to be a daily, a daily routine, a daily routine. There is a comment that the stipler has. I'll urge you to take a look because he discusses this in the concept of Messias Kapayim, the stipler in Brachos and Simen Chafei, where the stipler writes that this is not so unusual that you have a mitzvah and the Torah doesn't tell us how often to perform a mitzvah. What do you do with it? <coughs> I understand if the Torah tells us this is what you should do once a year, I understand. Once a week. The Torah gives you a mitzvah and the frequency of the mitzvah is not described. What exactly does does that mean? The Torah tells us to put on film. How often do you have to put on film? So you know what? The road was shown him even live is on film. Right? So the Rambam sheet, the Midaraisa not. But now we assume that Maila Midaraisa is Zman Filin. So the Torah tells us, put on Filin, day, night. Okay, you'll tell me, not on Shabbos. Okay, right, that's true. But how often do you have to put on Filin? You know, I look back at the past week. You know, that was a pretty good week. I had Filin on five hours, five hours that week. No? You know, six days a week, okay, the davening. Uh, it's been in where you dive in now, okay? Four hours, six hours. Uh, right down around the summer, it's like six hours. Now, like, chakras is an hour. Now, okay, so six hours this week. So, you know what? Next week, I'm going to say the following. You know, it's Sunday. I'm going to wear tefillin six hours, and that's going to give me a buy until until next Sunday. Now, six hours a week, I wear tefillin. This week and last week. So, the Kesemishin is Lafurish. The Kesemishin is found in Perakevo Kesisodiatov. That that's not the fair calculation. That you, it's not just a matter of how often did you wear tefillin, how many minutes, how many hours during a week, during a month, during a year. Why, why is that the litmus test? You have to wear tefillin every day. You have to wear tefillin every day. That's the Kesem Mishnah writes. Maybe one could argue ideally that tefillin is kol hayom, but b'chol yom, once a day, each and every day. That's the mitzvah daraisa tefillin. And a person can't go a day without a day without tefillin. Regardless of whether you doubled up the next day because indeed you missed. Well, that's an interesting finish. He writes this based on the Sugin Shabbos and Dafmentes, the Sugin Shabbos and Dafkoflamet, Alisha Balkanafayim, that wearing tefillin for a window of time during the day, that is the Ikaradin. That is the Ikaradin. That's Mufurishin Kesavishnah. Why exactly is that true? The type that writes apparently you see a finish. And that's as follows. When you have a mitzvah that's open ended, the Torah doesn't tell us how often to perform the mitzvah. You know what it means? Minimally. Minimally. It means once a day, each and every day. It means a daily practice, a daily, a daily routine. 
So yes, there's a kiyum mitzvah to and kol hayom, but b'chol yom each and every day, that is part of the requirement, requirement of tefillin. And ain't no doma. A person who puts on tefillin an hour one day, an hour another day, to a person who misses a day and doubles up on tefillin for two hours, an added kiyum, absolutely yes. And he writes that this is an important yisod, an important yisod when it comes to mitzvahs generally. That's what the Menchasinach writes when the Menchasinach discusses Nesiyas Kapayim. Because the Sefer Achinach writes, and the Shinayim says, the Sefer Achinach writes that, ooh, there's a chiv and comment upon the Kohanim. Ooh, interesting. The Sefer Achinach frames it, this is a mitzvah on the Kohen. Right? To give a bracha to Knesset Yisrael every day, every day. Where every day? Where do you see it's every day? That's kind of open-ended. That now, you know what? That there is a chiddush, he writes. He writes a couple of tears. Not so simple. You know, he writes that, look, if a coin is going to dochen several times during the day, ah, every time he dochens, you know what? Ah, that's a kiyamanitzvah. That's a kiyamanitzvah. But a day without Nesiyas Kapayim, he writes that that would be a bitohamitzvah. A day without Kasiyas and Nesiyas Kapayim, and Chasinach writes. He compares it to Tfilin, he compares it to Tzitzis. He writes regarding Tzitzis the following, that just like if a person wears Dalek Kampos all day, ah, that's a Kiyam HaMitzvah. And if a person doesn't wear a bag of Dalek Kampos, mm, okay, that's not a Mitzvah, but it's not a Bittol say. But wearing a bag of Dalek Kampos believes Tzitzis, that would be a Bittol say. Well, that's the Menchastinach writes. There are different tiers when it comes to mitzvah tzitzis. You're doing so, it's a kiyam ha-mitzvah. You don't have a begad al-kamphos, okay. Value neutral. A begad al-kamphos, belit tzitzis, that's considered to be a bitalese. Even that's not so simple. No, that's a lengthy deal in the in the Mordechai. The Mordechai. Mordechai menachos, tough, tough kuf mendala. Tough, tough kuf mendala. That's a lengthy deal in the Mordechai, machlokes, and shlomo, and the ri. Now about, is it so obvious that there's an isra of wearing a bag of Dal Kampos to lead tzitzis? Mm-hmm. A person has a bag of Dal Kampos in his Shabbos, that's the case in the Mordechai, so I can't affix tzitzis, but I say, don't wear the bag don't wear the bag Or would I say that, you know what, no, it doesn't matter whether you wear the bag or not, each way, you're not fulfilling tzitzis. Is there an isra, an isra levisha? Not so simple. That's where the Menchasinach begins. Then he broadens out, he says, he thinks the same thing is true when it comes to the duration of Dukhmi. To dochen several times, ah, each one is a kima mitzvah, a kosovarcho, a lahem, that's clear. But if a day goes by without, without, oh, that already he writes constitutes a bit of essay. That's interesting Kiddush. That that requires Nesiyas Kapayim each and every each and every day. Uh, on what basis indeed is that true? The Chassino compares it to the mitzvah of Tfilin. I, I would invoke that Kiddush of the Stifler. But the Stifler writes that it's not a Shavashavahem of Tfilin. Or of Tfilah, or of Nesiyas Kapayim, is that you have like an open ended mitzvah where the Torah doesn't tell us a time frame. It doesn't tell us a time frame. And therefore, maybe that means that, you know what, this is the routine. This is the routine of Avodah Sashem, of Mitzvah Sashem, the Yispala, the Chayon. So the Rabban writes, when the Gemara discusses a particular Tfilah, Shachar, Ben Chamar, that's where Tfilah is the Rabbanon, the Sidney Brachos but a day without davening, a day without davening, that really is a din, a din daraisa. That may also be the shita sarambam when it comes to all of the zechiros. Zechiros amalek. Yeah, there is a mitzvah daraisa of zechiros amalek. And very unclear 
how we fulfill the mitzvahs of Tiras You know, one of the difficulties with the Tosas, the Tosas of Rakhus, Nafid Gimel, the Tosas and the Gimel, Nafid Zainwa Bey, is that Parshas Ach, But you know, one of the difficulties, okay, maybe you need a creamy Tofatzav, these Karim Venas, but once a year, once a year, if this is really the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, is it so obvious that it's once a year? You know, the, the timing is also an issue. Not simply how is it that we fill the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, but if you really assume Yimamish Mira Kriyami Tofatzav, or maybe more than that, so it's enough to do it once a year? Why is that so obvious? Maybe the obvious position should be is that the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek is once a day. If the Torah tells us this is something you should be mindful of, once a year is enough. Maybe it means something to be mindful each and every each and every day. And, and maybe that could be a proof in the opposite direction. And, and therefore, the need to lane the parsha of Zachar cannot be Daraisa, because if the mitzvah is open-ended, it means it's a daily mitzvah, and there's no daily obligation to lane parsha zachar, so maybe the raya should flip in the opposite direction entirely. That you know what? That it's clear that that cannot be the mitzvah daraisa. Because if it were, how is it enough that we do so once a year, once a year? And when you look in the Rambam, that's the way it seems. No, the Rambam does not associate at all the mitzvah of zechira samalek with the kriya parsha zachar. The Rambam mentions the mitzvah of zechira samalek in ochos malachim. And the Rambam, Menachos Tefillin, discusses the dinam of Kriya Satora, mentions Parsha Zachar as part of the Dalai Parshios. And when the Rambam writes the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, the Rambam writes that it means Bateh, that you should articulate, you should verbalize. And how often do you follow the mitzvah? The Rambam writes, Liz Kartamid, always, always. No, that's the start of the rites. You know, always means once a day, once a day. There's a mug in Avram, you can take a look and where the Magen Avram writes, you know what? If you look carefully through Birkos Kriyashma and Kriyashma, you're going to see that there's a reference to all the Zechiras that you find in the Torah. Because every day you should mention these things. So when I say the Kerab Tamah, the Kerab Tamah is Mamad Harsinai. Mamad Harsinai. Kaddish Baruch brought us clothes. That's Mamad Harsinai. That the Rabban writes that there's a mitzvah of Zechiras Mamad Harsinai. Ramban writes, it's an Isser to forget. So it means a daily, a daily reminder. So Magyar writes, the Kerem Tanu. Oh, the Shimcha Gadol. You know what Shimcha Gadol is? It's a reference to Zechira Samalek. What does it mean, Shimcha Gadol? Oh, Yadol Keska, Ocham Hashem Bamalek, Midor Dor. It means that, you know what, that Kaviyotl, it's as though that the throne of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is somewhat incomplete someone's diminished because there isn't that universal recognition of Hashkoch HaSashem. So therefore, the Shimcha HaGadol, we doubt that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be. That's a reference to Zechira Samalek. The Magarim writes, have that in mind right before Kriyashma. And many have the practice of after davening every day, they'll recite now all the Zechiras. All the Zechiras. Because maybe this is a regular, a regular obligation, part of the daily routine, part of that element of avoda. So it's a stunning Kiddush that to assume when you have mitzvahs that are open-ended, open-ended, that you know what, maybe it means that minimally once a day, each and every day, and even though there is a broader kingdom, right, of beyond, beyond that which minimally is indeed 
necessary. Maybe that's true when it comes to the elements of uh, Nesias Kapayim, Nesias Kapayim as well. Hmm. Let's say for Hachinoch Rahayitz that it's a mitzvah to do so each and every day. And this is something that uh, uh, driving around told you discussed. Uh, whose chiv exactly is it when it comes to Berkaz Kohenim? A mitzvah on the coin that really is clear, but a fascinating thing. Now, what is the role of the role of the Yisrael in Birchas Kohen? Uh, to what extent is he uh, obligated? Obligated in? It's a fascinating, a fascinating uh, initiative. I think the standard marmakomos are, uh, you know, the ritzvahs mufurish and sukkadaf mabdalav. That uh, that there's a chiv on the coin. There is no chiv on the Yisrael. And that's why the ritzvah is bothered. Why can a coin go from place to place to place in Dukin? Why isn't that an Israel Baltosif? And that's the Raya of the Ritzvah. That repetition of the mitzvah is not Baltosif. You're not altering the mitzvah, but you're repeating a mitzvah. And repeating a mitzvah is not considered to be Baltosif. Right? Uh, the Sefer Haredin, right, from Perik Dalit, who seems to indicate, yes, there is a Chivan coming to Pan Yisrael. Uh, maybe a rivet in the Tamid speaks about Yitzia Sidei Chovaso of the Yisrael. The Yisrael indeed is Vinyotse. It's a fascinating, fascinating possibility. But, uh, the Dvar of Ram has a piece, which is that you take a look at Sinan Lamadal. If you saw that, the Dvar of Ram kind of uh, narrows that even according to Haredin, that they're not two equal Chiyuv. The Chiyuv really is upon the, the Kohen, and the Kohen has to go out of his way, out of his way in order to. Uh, see to it that he gives a bracha to Kal Yisrael and Bnei Yisrael who are privy to that, that is their mitzvah but it doesn't mean that there's a chiv that they have to seek out the minion for Birchaz Kohenim the Dora Ram has that lengthy, that lengthy piece I, I'll tell you what I think is uh, a beautiful diuk in the, in the Rambam uh, it's not so clear when you look in the Rambam to what extent Birchaz Kohenim is one or it's another but I'll tell you the following, I think it's uh, uh just a fascinating, fascinating view. Uh, take a look at the Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvahs. The Rambam, toward the beginning, toward the beginning of Sefer Mitzvahs, let's start with Mitzvahs Echafes. And take a look at the next 20 Mitzvahs in the Rambam. The next 20 Mitzvahs in the Rambam. The Rambam describes all the obligations that are coming upon the Kohen and all the Mitzvahs that the Levi has. Chiyuvman the Kohen, the Chiyuvman the Levi. There's so many. There's so many. Okay, it's the Rambam. Just list them all. So I'll tell you what I think is a fascinating deal. If you were to ask me, that which the Kohen does, what exactly is his role? What exactly is his role? You know what I would suggest? That a Kohen has a duro. A duro. I don't mean to use these terms like, uh, you know, so literally. But the Gemara does discuss, you know, is a Kohen shluchi derachmana? Is a Kohen shluchi didan? To what extent, when a coin does something, does he represent its evil? To what extent, when the coin does something, is this is his personal mitzvah? This is Kaddish Baruch Hu said to the coin, this is what you should do. And I would tell you, you know what? It's not uh, all or nothing. It really depends. There's certain mitzvahs where the Torah is addressing the coin. They're addressing the coin. There are other mitzvahs where I would tell you the following: that you know what, the Torah is addressing all the kliyusim, all the kliyusim. This is what kliyusim has to do. And in some of those cases, you know what? It's true that we discharge our obligation through the coin. But I would tell you, in essence, it's a chiyav on the entire tzibur. 
It's a chiv on the entire tzibur. You know, I'll give you an example. The Rambam has the mitzvah of Shmira Samikdash. Shmira Samikdash. You know, in Parshas Korach, the Torah tells us, Make sure you preserve the Kedusha Samikdash. Look what happened in Parshas Korach. Now, look what happened. Now, make sure that you preserve, that you cherish, that you revere the Makkah Mikdash. When the Rambam describes the mitzvah, the Rambam writes, Lagadla, Lachabda, Lromamo. You have to revere. You have to revere the Makkah Mikdash. So it shouldn't be left unguarded. It, it shouldn't be empty. You know, if some place isn't so important to you, you can let it be abandoned. No. The Mikdash Hashem. The Mikdash Hashem. What do you mean that you have to cherish it? How indeed you cherish it? See, so you know what the Rambam writes? By having Shomrin. You have guards. Yeah, you have so many guards now. The Mishnayas and Tamil, Mishnayas and Nidos now. Scores of guards now who are, who are guarding. Because it, it's, it's not just simply the Rambam writes because of Pacha. It's not that I'm afraid that somebody may inappropriately enter the Mikdash Hashem. No, the Rambam writes, it's Kavod HaMikdash. That's the language that the Rambam uses. We revere. I'll ask you the following. How do I demonstrate my reverence for the Mikdash Hashem? Well, have Shomrim. Who are the shomer? Who are the shomer? You know, sometimes you need a shomer. You know, it can be minimum wage. You know, minimum wage. You know, okay. You know, if I want to demonstrate that, you know, that with God you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to appoint the shomer nishmeres all know it as being like the finest, the absolute finest. No, you know, it, it's going to be like a minimum wage. It, it's going to be the coining. It's going to be the levim. Right? Those who represent the highest level of Gerusha, they're going to be ones that are Shomi Mishmeri, Sohomoi, and, and Kachava. That's exactly the point. The Rambam writes, you demonstrate the couple that you have for Mishkan Abesamikdash by having Shevet Levi, the Konim Levim of the Shomi Mishmeri, Sohomoi. I'll give you like a, another example. Nesiyah Saru, carrying the Aram. The Rambam writes, Nesiyah Saru is an example of where you have to revere the Aram. You, know, you don't just put an Aram on an Agala on a wagon, you transport it. You know, that the care that should be involved in carrying an Aram, the carrying an Aram. So, who do you think carries the Aram? So, you know what the Rambam writes now? Who carries the Aram? The finest that we have. Who are the finest that we have? You know what the Rambam writes? The Kiddush, no? The Rambam writes, well, I'll tell you. In earlier times, there weren't very many coins. Oh, so that's why the Rambam writes in Parshas Nasa that the Levine were told to carry the Aram. But the Rambam writes that ultimately, though, it wasn't the Levine, but it was the Kohanim. The Kohanim. The mitzvah, the Doros of the Siyah Sarnas, the mitzvah, and the Kohanim. You know, the Rambam writes that, you know, the Rambam writes in Sefer Mitzvahs, in Shorish Gimel, Chalila Shetishtana Mitzvah Mitzvahs. How can that be? A mitzvah changed. Originally it was Levim, and now it became the Kohanim. How can that be? You know what I'll tell you the Rambam Shita is? That Klal Yisrael is obligated to see to it that the Aron is carried reverentially. Videra Kavod. What's Videra Kavod? You know what the answer is? <laughs> the brightest and the best. Now, the best representatives. So the Rambam writes very simply that, you know what? In early times, in the Chumash, they didn't have enough Kohanim. So Levim used to do so. But when the Kohanim developed as a shade, it now became the... There wasn't really a change in the mitzvah. There wasn't a change in the mitzvah. The mitzvah is Bakasif Yisrael. 
to carry the Aaron tenderly, reverentially, the Derekavot. And, and who are the Nosei Aaron? You know, the answer is, is that who, whoever we have that represents the highest level of Kedusha, they will be the ones who do so. That's the Rabbi Shita. So I'll tell you, there's something in common of Nisiyas Aaron and Shmiras HaMikdash. You know what that is? That this isn't something that's only relevant to the Kohanim. This is something that all Kali Yisrael has to do. Kali has to show reverence for the Makam Mikdash. Kali has to show esteem for the Aram. And the way we do so is by having the Mikdash Hashem guarded by Shevet Levi, having the Aram carried by the Konim and the Levian. If I were to ask you, is that like Kiddush Adhan line? This is a mitzvah which is Mutalas al I would say not really. Kiddush Adhan is a personal mitzvah that the Kohen has. He's going to enter the Mikdash. He's going to do Avodah. He has to make sure that he has Taras Hayadayim. So the Torah tells the Kohen as an individual, as a persona. Now, guess what? Kiddush Adhan Raglayim. Nesiyah Saron. Shmiras HaMikdash. You know what? That, I would tell you, speaks to all of Klai Yisrael. You know what? If the Aron would not be carried properly, if we would just kind of put it on a wagon, you know what? Who would be guilty? Who would be indicted? You know what I would suggest? The Kaddish Baruch Hu would be critical of all of Klai Yisrael, not just simply of the Kohen. Of the Kohen, that's like our, our task. How something is guarded, how something is carried, how something is transformed is a reflection of the value, the value of the of the tzibur itself, you know? You go to England, know, you see the changing of the guard, you know? Whatever it is. But one thing is clear. They consider this to be a makam chashim. No? This is a ceremony. It's not just simply shmira, no? This is a ceremony. This is a place that they... And they demonstrate it by how it is that it's guarded, how it is that it's watched. Lahamdu, that's true when it comes to shmira samiklash as well. So I think that's a common link between the siyasara <coughs> It's not about the Kohen. It's about the Vola of all of Kalyas. I think that's clear. I once gave a shear about Sidro Lechem Hapani. Sidro Lechem Hapani. You know, every Shabbos they take off the old Lechem Hapani. They put on the new Lechem Hapani. Sidro Lechem Hapani is an Avoda. It's an Avoda. That's clear. No, that's an Avoda. But, you know, it's interesting. Siddhah Pan is not only mentioned once in the Chumash, no? It's mentioned in Parsis Emor. That that's the parsha of the Avodah Salechem. It tells you all the details of Lechem Apanim, that's clear. But, you know, it's interesting that the Siddhah Lechem Apanim is also mentioned in Parsha Shtruma, where the Torah is not discussing Avod at all. You know what the Torah is discussing? Asiyah Sashulchan. You have to build the Besamigdash. You have to build the Mishkan. And the Rambam writes, part of that mitzvah is also the Kalim. And one of the Kalim is the Shulchan. And you know what? You have to have the Sidr Lechem Apanim. So the Rambam emphasizes the mitzvah of Sidr Lechem Apanim. <laughs> the Rivet is Masig. Now, why only Sidr Lechem Apanim? What, what about the Achilas Lechem Apanim? What about the Haktoras Hadazichim? Now, the Levona? No? That's the right of his gosh. Why does the Rambam write Sidr Lechem Apanim? Sidr Lechem Apanim. You know what I'll tell you is a Kiddush? That Achilas Lechem Apanim is part of the mitzvah of Achilas Amarachos. And the Haktar of Lulon is part of the mitzvah of Haktar of Samarachos. 
But there's something unusual about Sidur Lakamapani. That Ben has is a separate mitzvah. Sidur Lakamapani. You know what I'll tell you in a word? That Sidur Lakamapani is not only Midine Avoda, Sidur Lakamapani is Midine Hashulchan. Midine Hashulchan. Meaning, the Shulchan is incomplete without Lakamapani. <coughs> the role of the Shulchan is to serve the Lakamapani. Now, the Ramban waxed so poetically in Parshish Truma. You know, the Lechem HaPanim represents the fact that Kadesh Baruch Hu sustains the world. Right? And therefore, the Shefa Bracha of everything that Kadesh Baruch Hu gives us in terms of food and sustenance comes from Lechem HaPanim. It's not just Midine Avoda, it's Midine HaShulchan. It's as though if the Torah tells us you have to create a Shulchan, Sidor Lechem is part of that. Wow. That's why it's not only in Parsha Zem or the Parsha Vahod, it's in Parsha Truma, which is the Parsha Binyan, Binyan, the Sidor Halachem, the Sidor Halachem. That's having why the Rambam has that as the mitzvah, the special mitzvah realize of Sidor, of Sidor, Lechem Apanim. There is Yerushalmi, Tarek Vav Masech Hashkalim. Yerushalmi writes that, let's say you don't have any new Lechem Apanim. You're not allowed to remove the old lechem But what do you mean? I have a mitzvah today of offering the lechem I can't do tomorrow's mitzvah. Okay, but why? You know what's clear in the Yerushalmi? This is the hour of the Rugged you know? That Sidra lechem, according to Yerushalmi, must be dinah shulchan. The shulchan cannot be without lechem So if you don't have a replacement, you can't remove the old. It's like the shulchan is chasen. The shulchan is chasen. That's like a shir that I once gave with many other eyes. That cedar lechem apanim is midine hashulchan. It's not just midine, midine avod. What does it have to do with uh, us exactly? So I, think, I think this. I think when you look in that realm and say says, the realm describes all of the obligations that the kohen has. Wow, uh, twenty mitzvahs. All of the kohen has. So I'll tell you this deal. Whenever the Rambam begins the mitzvah, the Rambam tells you, like the audience, who is the mitzvah speaking to? Who is the mitzvah speaking to? Wow. So you ready? Half the time, the Rambam writes, Nitztavu HaKonim. Nitztavu HaLevi. Nitztavu HaKonim. Nitztavu HaLevi. Half the time, you know what the Rambam writes? Sivanu. That, I think, is a very heavy deal. No? The Rambam begins the mitzvah by telling us who's the audience, who is the Torah speaking to. Half the time, the Rambam writes, the Torah commands the Kohanim. And half the time, the Rambam writes, the Torah commands us. I think that's a significant difference. Nitzavu HaKohanim as opposed to Tzivanu. You know what Nitzavu HaKohanim means? The Kohen is obligated. You know what Tzivanu means? Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is obligated. The Rambam is speaking about mitzvahs that are only performed by the Kohen of Levi. But nonetheless, the Rambam writes, Tzivanu, Tzivanu. Oh, I'll tell you, that's exactly the breakdown. There are certain things that the Kohen does as a Kohen, as a Kohen, individually. The Rambam writes, Nisabah Kohen. There are certain things that the Rambam writes, Kohen, a Kohen is like the Shluch Didan. He's our Shliach, but this is Klai Yisrael. This is Klai Yisrael. So uh, I'll let you fill in the gaps, no? So take a look, take a look after the Shina, the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvah. Well, so, of course, when it comes to Kiddush and Avraham, you know, the Rambam writes, Nistavu HaKonim, Nistavu HaKonim. 
and I'm, I'm not biased, but when it comes to Sidu Lechem Apanim, Rambam writes, Sivanu, Sivanu, Sivanu. I don't dare touch Lechem Apanim. That's not my mitzvah. No, it is my mitzvah. No? You know why that's true? Because the Sidu Lechem Apanim is Midini HaShulchan. Midini HaShulchan, the Rambam writes, is also Mikdash, Vashachanti, Vesalcham, that's a chiv, and all of Klaal Yisrael. Klaal Yisrael has to see to it that. Klaal Yisrael has to see to it that. And what would you say about uh, Shmir Samikdash? Guess what? The Ramam writes, Sivanu, not Nitzdavu HaKonim. It, it's true that the Konim are the ones who are the Shemikdash Hashem, but you know what? That's our Shliach. That's our Shliach. We have a Chiyuv of Lagadva Lacharom. person has a mindset that I'm detached to Mikdash Hashem. Can't be. Can't be. No? But that's our, that's our Chiyuv. And, and the one who discharges the obligation is right, the Konim. But as Shluchi Didan, when it comes to Nesir Son, the Ramites, of course, uh, of course, Sivana, no? That you know what? That we're obligated to carry the Aram, the Derekavod, the God How do we do that? By having the Kohen, being the, the Nosei Aram. But it's not a mitzvah, Mutelis al Kohen. It's a Chovas Hatsibor, Allah Kal Yisrael. I think that breakdown is, uh, is very, very significant. No? And, uh, I've run that by a number of people. They, uh, they were all masking. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a very, very like uh, heavy deep, heavy deep. And, and when it comes to Nesias Kafayim, I think that's really important. No? The, this whole issue, you know, how would the Rambam, Rambam Nistavu Akoni, Nistavu Akoni, I think that's the wrong mukhafas that the Rambam will hold like the ritual against the Kari. And in terms of that, that's Reb Chaim. didn't quote this as a right. Rakhayim assumed that the Rambam sheet is it's only a chiv on the coin. There's no chiv in terms of the mitzvah. Maybe a level of misayaya. Rakhayim is the cheftesh of mitzvah. Rakhayim supposedly told his father that he slid as a young boy. That after Dukhaning, he says, I now know what it feels like to be a lulav. He said, as a young boy. A cheftesh of mitzvah. A cheftesh of mitzvah for Nesiyas Kabayim. It's a. You know, like, uh, not as opposed to that the, the mitzvah is uh, is a joint one in that uh, in that sense. But I think this is a raya, no? But it's tavo akoni, That's important. It's not like the twofold tafke that a coin has, that a lady has. I'll go a step further and I'll tell you that you know what? It's not only lo shevet lady bovan. You know, each one of us plays uh, an important dual role. You know. There's certain chiyuvim, obviously, we have, you know, individually, individually. This is my mitzvah. But what you have to recognize is the role that the Torah played in terms of the Kedusha Satsimu. We represent, we are at the Tzibur of, of Kal Yisrael. It's finest and it's finest. <coughs> in everything that we do, you know, it's not only done in terms of a personal, a personal kiyum. Everything that we do is something that reverberates right, and impacts on all of Knesset Yisrael. And the incredible Isipator, as I mentioned earlier, the Koachatfila, like these are things that are not just simply personal chiyuvim, but these are things that are indicating of an incredible, an incredible relationship between Knesset Yisrael and uh, Kadesh Baruch. That's something that you always have to look for. It's not only about the Kiyama Mitzvah, of course, that's paramount. What about, about a relationship? What about a relationship between Knesset and Kadesh Baruch that's manifest in Eisek that's manifest in terms of Shmira Samitzvahs? You know, that, that's our unique, our unique source, the relationship that we have 
with the Torah session with uh, with Kaddish Baruch Hu. It was past Shabbos. I was uh, I pointed out there's a magnificent Ramban, Ramban Achizkuni, that there's an incredible relationship between Kaddish Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael that's manifest on Shabbos. On Shabbos, no? Shabbos is the manifestation of the Ramban already writes. You know, it's one of those uh, pieces in the Ramban that our school refuses to translate. You know, like uh, <laughs> the Ramban writes, you take a look, Kafes Beis. Right? Uh, the Ramban writes, when it comes to every carbon Musa, a carbon Musa is always Lachapir. It's always referred to as a carbon Chata. When it comes to Shabbos, there's no mention of Kapara. There's no mention of a, of a Chata. Well, uh, that's the Ramban. Ramban writes because Shabbos doesn't require a carbon to be mechaper, because the uniqueness of Shabbos is the relationship of Bazuga that we have with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and, and that itself speaks lines. A relationship that doesn't require doesn't require in a certain sense just having a carbon, a carbon. That's what the Ramban writes. There's a chizkuni also, and Perachav Ches. The chizkuni is in pasuk Yud. The Ramban is in pasuk Beis. The chizkuni is pasuk Yud. But take a look at that. The Chizkuni writes that, you know, that if you need a turban to be machaper and every yantif, so how can you go without a carbon? So you know what? You don't have a samigdash. You have to have a maftir. No? You have to mention the carbon. Because if you can't offer a carbon, you have to recite the parshas a carbon. So in every yantif, you mention the parshas a carbon. No? Every yantif. Why not on Shabbos? Why not on Shabbos? That's the Chizkuni's kasha. Maftir, every Shabbos should be parshas pinchas. Yeah, it'll be a challenge with the Haftarists. No, but every Shabbos, the Mavdash Parsha Pinchas, and that's exactly this answer. That you, you need it on Yantav because the carbon is Mechaper, but not on Shabbos. Uh, on Shabbos, the Shabbos itself is an indicator of our unique relationship with the Kaddish and, and therefore, it doesn't require, doesn't require the carbon. So therefore, if you don't have some English, you don't have to engage in the Amira Saparsha, the Chizkunis Mufurish. Take a look at those uh, those two makaros, Chavches Beis and Chavches Yud, Ramban and uh, and the Chizkuni. I'll tell you that the fact that this is true, I think, is is clear. On Shabbos, we always stress in Kiddush, in Davening, the Midas Avi, Biavavaratza, That's what Shabbos is. If it's Yantif, Yantif Shmonesrei. If it's Yantif Shechalios Shabbos, all of a sudden you have to mention Biava, no? You have to insert the word Ava, no? I'll ask you a very simple question. What's the source? Where do you see that that's true? About the Midas Ava that is indicated in Shabbos? What is the Makkah? And why? Why is that true? And why indeed is that true? Why is that true? So in terms of what is the Makkah, that Shabbos Nava, it, it makes sense, it resonates, no? Isn't that clear? Oh, that Ramban, the Chizkuni. But what exactly, what exactly is the Makkah? I'll give you a couple of examples, no? You know, you look in Parshish Leich Lecha, the Torah describes the relationship between Avraham Avinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Etnavis, the You know what Rashi writes in Parshish Leich Lecha? Riz Shel Al. Riz Shel Al. I'll ask you the same question, no? What's the Makkah? What's the Makkah? Yeah, I, I assume if it's a bris with that Ramavino, it probably is the meat of Ava, but where do you see that's true? Vetna bris in Rashi, it's Bishalav. 
let's say Tchilas Nusach and Rosh Hashanah, you say regarding Noah, Biava, Biava Zachar, Biava Zachar. What's the Malka? How do you know Biava? It says in the Parsha Biava. I assume that you know if Hakadosh Baruch Hu saved Noah, there was an element of Ava. But is there any more direct Makkah? Biava Zachar. I'll tell you what I think is the more cynical Makkah. Cynical Makkah. Avram Avinu wants to purchase the Maras Machpela, right? So he has to negotiate with Ephron Achiti, you know? You know what Ephron Achiti says? Money, money. Arbani el shekel kesev. You know what Rashi writes? Ben shnei ohavim kamon. You know, what difference does money make between the two of us who have this relationship of Ava? That's what Ephron said to Avram Avinu. Now, you know what? Uh, people who have a shared Ava, they, they negotiate dollars and cents. You nickel and dime them, you know? I'll ask you simply, what's the matter? What's the matter? What, what is there any common denominator between Shabbos, Avram, Noah, and Ephraim? Is there any common denominator where the answer is Av? Av. So you know what I'll tell you? I, I think I think the Makkah is clear. I think the Makkah is clear. You know, oh, the Shabbos was Kriya Satar, no? Parshas Matos, Safaris Sedarin. A Baal has the right to make for Nidra all Nadarim? Not, no, not all Nadarim, no? Some Nadarim? Certain Nadarim could be Nidre Inui, okay. Otherwise, what's another category of Nadarim? That the Baal has the right to Mefer? Dvarim Shebeino Beina. Beino Beina. You know what that means, Ron Shebeino Beina? It means something about a precious, cherished relationship. Relationship. Issues. Dvarim Shebeino Beina. An intimate relationship. Ram Shebeno Bina. I think that's the secret. That's the secret. That Dvaram Shebenomina means Amidavava. It speaks about not just an act, it speaks about a a relationship. Relationship, no? I think that's the answer. No? Parshas Lake of Haragana Brahmavina. Vetna Brisi. How does the puzzle continue? Vetna Brisi? When it comes to Noah, isn't that clear as well? No? The Torah says, Ah, during the Marvel, I'm corresponding with Noah, that's our tefillah. That was our somewhat cynical, no? Rashi says that was the argument of, of Ephraim because that's what means uh, a relationship a relationship between uh, a closeness a closeness and Shabbos is not obvious now Shabbos is so you know what whenever you find the words you know what that means it means a cherished, a cherished relationship, a cherished relationship, and that's true when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos. And why is that true? Uh, I would suggest the Sikhin Beis and Design, where the Gemara says, you know, there's something unusual about Shabbos. You know, if I were to ask you why is it that Yamtiv was not given to the Umos Olam, I think that will be obvious. You know, why in the world would the Mitzrim celebrate Pesach? No, why would the Umos Olam celebrate Sukkot? Like this is about us, no? 
Why would they be celebrating Yom Kippur? What about Shabbos? If Shabbos is Kishesh Yamin, you know what I would tell you? There's nothing more universal than Shabbos. Riyash Shamayim Varetz. I would have thought that, you know, Shabbos should be something which is an institution that everyone is obligated to. And exactly the opposite. The Benoit is not allowed to be Shabbos. You know what the Gemara writes in base? There's something usual about Shabbos. Shabbos is a matanatov. It was given to Shabbos is a gift. Because I would say the starting point, the default position is, is that Shabbos should have been universal. And the fact that it's ours, it means it was gifted to us. It was gifted to us. And what do you see was given to us? The Torah calls the Pasla. Because they knew that the name of You know? That was the matanatov. And that's the midavav. Where even though I could have said that, you know what, maybe the default, the muskarisham, the starting point is, is that it should not be uniquely ours, but a kadashvark above and beyond. Because that, I'll tell you, is the real meat of Ava. You know, my Shabbos is Kriya Satorah, Parshish Tenkhas, yeah. All the karbanos are regal, right? A carbon that you must bring. And the very end of the parasha, but don't forget Nidarm and the devils. Don't forget the optional covenants. The optional covenants. Now ask you a very simple question. You know what? I understand the need for a carbon chova, a carbon chova. The Torah says you must. But what about nidarim and adavos? Or I'll ask you a, a broader question. A broader question. Why are there certain partials in the Torah that there's no chiv at all? There's no chiv at all. We discussed what exactly is the chiyuv of tefillin and asiyas and, and tefillah. You know what you'll tell me? All right, maybe there is a base level of chiyuv, but above and beyond, above and beyond. It's so unusual that the Torah creates above and beyond. It's not just only that there's you must and one dare not, but you know what? There's something that we call opportunities. You can have a parsh chumash like nazir, where you don't have to become a Nazir, but there's an opportunity to become a Nazir. You can have a mitzvah like a precious Truma Sinaisus, where you know what? When it comes to a precious Truma, if you want to partake, must you be mafresh? The answer is yes. How much? You know what the answer is? Chitachas, poteras One grain. But it's up to you. It's up to you to give what you desire. Minimally. One grain is sufficient. Why does the Torah have built into it mili dirushos? When it comes to tefillah, chazawar koveya, now Rabbi Yeshua, shachris mincha chalva tefillah sarvus is rishos. Why? You know, in all these cases, if it's really important, does the Torah demand? And, and if it's not so important, so why is it considered to be included in the Torah Hashem? So the start, the rice, an important chiddush. You take a look at Berchas Peretz, the very beginning of Sefer Vayikra. The start, the rice, an important, important yisrael. The Torah wants us to develop avas Hashem. And how do you develop Ava? How do you manifest Ava? How do you demonstrate Ava? You know what the answer is? By overreaching. By doing that which is above and beyond. Above and beyond. If a person only does that which he's obligated to do, nothing more, nothing more. Well, of course, I believe in Sarnonish. So I realize I have to do this and I can't do that. That's my Vodash Hashem. I must and I dare not. You know what? It may be that you know you're fulfilling the shuras had in, but that's a manifestation of Allah. A manifestation of Allah. 
Imagine a husband and wife will say, I'm only going to do that which is absolutely necessary and not a drop more. Not a drop more. A parent will say regarding their child, I'm only going to do that which is vital and nothing more. You see, there's something lacking here in an essential relationship. Amidas Ava. Ava, by definition, means that you overreach. You overreach above and beyond. So that's what the Torah has to contain. Opportunities to overreach. You know what? You're going to go to the base on English. Good, you have to bring a carbon hafiz. But you have an opportunity to bring the Dharma and the Davos. And all of a sudden I see, you know, that my chaver is bringing Dharma and Davos. I'm asking, why are you doing that? You don't have to. The answer is, is I'm bringing a carbon because I have to. I'm bringing a carbon because it's a privilege, because it's an opportunity. You see a person is Davni Mari, even though technically, to us, Arvis is Rishus. He's going to take Tila is only an imperative, an obligation built into the mitzvah of their opportunities as well. A- and therefore, that's the greatest manifestation of Ava, when you overreach, when you go above and beyond. Avram Avinu was called Avram Ohavin. No? The Ohe Vashem. Yimach Avches. Avram Avinu was Mekayim Kalatarukula Kodam Shnitna. Even without a chiyuv. But Avram Avinu performed. That's what the Mina Saba is. If that Kamar tells us, you know what, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have been justified in not giving a Shabbos, but giving it to the Masa'olam because Kishesh Yamin, but he gave it to us. It's a Matana Tova. But guess what? That's the greatest manifestation of the Midah of Ava. And therefore on Shabbos, and therefore, if it's the Yom Tishchalis of Shabbos, make sure you mention the the Chiddush of Shabbos, that need of Avon. That I will tell you is one of the most important lessons for B'nai Torah. You know, opportunities to overreach. Opportunities to overreach. You have to focus, no doubt, on the expectations. The Shuras Adin. This is what you must do. But realize that Vodas Hashem is not only about what you must do. It's about the privilege that you have in order to go above and beyond, above and beyond. And that I will tell you that the more that you can do that, the more you'll develop in yourselves an incredible sense of Amas Hashem. And you see how impactful that will be, not only on the Mili Birshus, but you know what? It's going to impact even on any chiyuv that you have. Because you're going to approach and observe the chiyuv differently when it is based on that element of Amida Sa'ava, when a person is overreaching to see to it that. Everything we do in life is an opportunity to become closer and closer to Karish Baruch Hu, and to do so beyond Vavaratzah. I'll tell you, I think that links many of these examples that you can have mitzvahs where, you know what, there can be a baseline, there can be a minimum shear, whether it's uh, a tzitzis, or whether it's tefillin, or whether it's davening, or whether it's a chiras amalek, or, or whether it's nesiyas kapayim. But realize that kinum daraisa, above and beyond, above and beyond the technical, the technical chiyuv, their obligations but they're also expectations that the, that the Torah has and uh, you know, you're fortunate as Bnei Yeshiva the bar is raised and we demand a lot of you in terms of what the expectations are expectations in terms of your learning expectations in terms of uh, your chazara you have to constantly, constantly chazer that which you learn over and over and over and over again, no? If you're not going to chaz your learning time and time and time and time again, you're, you're not going to remember it. You're not going to remember your learning. No? 
There's no, there's no like magic pill. No, you want to know you're learning. Chazer time and time and time and time again. Not enough to chazer two or three or four times. Time and time and time and time again. No. You remember your bar mitzvah? Maybe not so long ago. No. So you're Americans. No. <laughs> you landed your bar mitzvah. How many times did you chaz your learning? No. Three times. Four times. You'd be a fool if you chaz your learning three or four times. No. You would have gotten up there and you would have, you know. Is an exaggeration to say you're learning a hundred times? No? Would I be exaggerating? Probably not, no. You're probably chazer. You really wanted to know it. You wanted to get there and really, really, you know, do a good job. And you realize that means you have to chazer a hundred. So that's incredible. You started your life as a bar chazering something a hundred times. No? And all of a sudden now you start learning, learning very seriously. So you know what? Chazer a hundred times. Like, until overcome comes part of your time. I can't do that. When you can't do that, you did that when you were a bar mitzvah, no? So guess what? So these uh, sugyas that you're learning, that's your bar mitzvah parsha for the summer. Now you have to chazer and chazer and see to it that uh, it becomes absolutely part of you. You know that uh, that's the type of overreaching that we expect, Byron. You know we expect you to uh, to overreach and making the Torah Hashem part of part of who you are. You have incredible, incredible opportunities. I urge you, urge you. Take advantage of them. As I mentioned in earlier, don't forget to be mispala. And that combination of your amelos, your mishtadlos, and your kol hatfila, that is the recipe, the recipe. I guarantee it, not the recipe for success. The Gwarnida Lapai, not Pablo Alosan. See to it that you take learning as seriously as you can. As every aspect of our session, and incessantly davening Hakadosh Baruch Hu for Siyata Deshmaya, and you'll experience incredible, incredible Hatzlocha in life, in learning, in all aspects of our session. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. I think.